this could be for you. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Steve Made a Game Show, otherwise known as Smags. Today's guest with us today is Jimmy. Jimmy, thanks for joining. Hi, Steve. Hey there, Jim. So, welcome to a game show. That's what you're on right now. It's not just a podcast. It's a podcast game show. Tell me, do you like game shows? I, I like Jeopardy. That is the king of game shows, so you have a good answer. Um, is there any other like children's game shows growing up that maybe acquainted you to the world where then you were ready to go watch Jeopardy? Maybe like a, a Double Dare? What would you do? Figure it out? Uh, figure it out. Double Dare. But I was a big fan of Guts. Just for the Astro Crag, was that Oh, was? Uh, yeah, I think it was. The Agro Crag. Agro Crag. Can't believe I screwed that up. In today's new generation, we have a new game show. I made a game show called Steve Made a Game Show called Smags. And on today's show, we're going to go through three different rounds. Jimmy, you're going to try and collect as many points as you can. And then we'll throw you up on the leaderboard, just like they did on Guts. And we'll compare you to guests down the line. So to give you a lay of the land, round one is going to be the category round. I created questions that are curated specifically to your interests. And I hope that you enjoy them. I hope that the audience enjoys them and maybe learns a little bit too. Um, as you collect points in there, that'll give you a round one total. We'll then move on to round two, which is the persuasion round. So I'm going to give you a prompt okay. about something that I think you feel strongly about. I'm going to hope that you can then synthesize an argument why uh, I should be persuaded to, to believe the same thing that you believe about this topic. It'll be fun. We'll chat a little about it. Um, after that, we'll finish up in round three with the lightning round. I'm going to give you 45 seconds to give me as many answers to a certain question as you can. You feeling good? You feeling ready? I, I think this is going to be very telling on what you think about me or what you think my interests are. That's a great point, and I think the audience is about to learn a lot about you, about these very niche core interests, and uh, that's going to be your identity from here on out. This is very concerning. All right, let's 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 dive in. So, Jimmy... Here we go. Round one, the category round. Questions are going to go for $50, $150, or $250. So there'll be three questions in each category. Your categories are Flippin' Through XM Radio, Shrek 1, and Hot Bowls of East Asia. <laughs> Where would you like to begin? Uh, let's let's go with Shrek one for uh, was was the base level one hundred. Shrek one for fifty dollars. Though Mike Myers provides the voice of the lovable green ogre, he was not the original actor cast for the role. Instead of Mr. Myers, who was intended to voice Shrek? It was Chris Farley. That's correct. Hell yeah! I uh, wish I had a Shrek soundboard right here to give you a sound effect. <laughs> Maybe like Gingy could yelp in excitement for that. That's a uh... Very good way to get a copyright strike. Yeah, we don't want that yet. All right, where are we going next? Uh, let's go to Hot Bulls of East Asia for 50. Hot Bulls of East Asia. <laughs> and specifically, these are going to pertain to restaurants that are around us here in this Metro Detroit area uh, that serve Hot Bulls of East Asia. At Ima, you might order a bowl of shoyu ramen with either a chicken or a pork base. 
Jimmy, what is the core ingredient inside shoyu sauce? Uh, I should know this. Is it... Oh, man. It's not oyster sauce, is it? Going with oyster sauce? I, I Yeah, but I bet that's wrong. Uh, you're, you're a good betting man. Unfortunately, it's incorrect. The answer is soy sauce. Yeah, I figured... Yeah, it wasn't a bad case at all. That was a little obvious. The letters are in there, if you if you rescrambled it. But we're not playing Wheel of Fortune. Can I get half points? Yeah, yeah. maybe sixty percent for sixty percent of the letters and show you. All right, I'll take it. All right, so where we want to go next? Um, jeez, oh, I what what was the first category again? Flipping through XM radio. Okay, yeah, let's let's go with that. Sorry, uh, the. Hot Bulls of East Asia really threw me off. Hot Bulls of East Asia is a it's it's truly a, an expert level category. I I still am confident <laughs> in your knowledge of the Hot Bulls of East Asia, but let's see how you do on the XM radio dial. So here we go for fifty dollars. Music Cube, hashtag Daily K, and K Poppin are all regularly scheduled programs featured on the station Korea Today. It's located on what channel number? In your Sirius XM channel listing, I actually don't have this one. Uh, I, I have the, the basic package, but I know you showed me it before. I did. I could have sworn I set it as a preset in your radio when you were showing me your brand new Chevy Cruze. That, that dates this pretty hard. Those stopped production last year. But uh, I know it was in the hundreds. How about this? It is. It's a perfect square. I'll give you that. Uh, this is also like a math adjacent XM radio question. I, I want to say it's either 121 or 144. I, I want to go with 121. 121 is incorrect. It's 144. Oh the multiple choice. I should I should see if I can still listen to that. I, I know uh, I lost Yacht Rock uh, when, I, when I downgraded. Yikes. That's, that's a hard loss. I thought about doing a Yacht Rock question for you, but um, I guess it's a good thing I didn't because your your yacht sailed away, shipwrecked, really. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry to let you down. Let's let's do XM again for 150. All right, we're flipping through XM radio for 150. You'll find Rock of Jericho, the hard rock centered weekly show hosted by former WWE champion and host of WWE Tough Enough, Chris Jericho, on what Sirius XM channel? It's channel 37 on your dial. Okay, uh... Again, it's, it's a hard rock-centered station. Oh, man. Uh, like, I, I know... All right, 35 is XMU. Yes. 36 is Alt Nation. Yes. 37, is it the Boneyard? Going with the Boneyard? Uh, that's all I can think of right now. It's a fair guess. It's incorrect. It is not Ozzy's Boneyard. We are looking for Octane. Oh. Oh, man. You know, I knew that you knew XMU, and I figured you knew uh, Alt Nation... <laughs> by those numbers specifically so i was like i just wonder if he might be ever bled upwards into 37 uh i've flipped past it mm. so let's 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 go back to xm for uh for 250, for 250. all right this one i'm not going to be saying wwe uh in that same cadence that chris jericho himself <laughs> used to recite it in so one more xm radio question for you here we go sirius xm offers a number of comedy channels on its platform can you give me at least two comedy channel names, and I'll give you a bonus fifty dollars if you can name a third comedy channel. Uh, 
Jeez, I can't name a single one. Oh, no, Joe. <laughs> oh, man. It's... For an XM subscriber, you've got just a wealth of, of channels out there, but you're missing out on all these. Well, I dropped down to the, the, the standard subscription. Despite me loving Sirius XM Radio, uh, I don't know if you have a sponsorship. I highly doubt it, but... Uh, That's the goal. That's the dream. We can end up on Sirius XM Radio. <laughs> I, I mostly listen to uh, XMU, uh, Chill. Is BPM still on there? I think so. I think 51 and Chill is 52. Yeah, because I know, I, all I know is I just turn the dial a little bit. And then uh, Real Jazz and Smooth Jazz. Sorry, Watercolors. Ooh, I was waiting for that Watercolors. I, I was going to do a Watercolors question, but uh, I just figured it's... you knew it so well inside and out. It was just free money. Yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, did you Dave know Jeff Gold... Dave Koz is a master on that sax but uh oh, yeah. did you know jeff Goldblum? i was about to say jeff goldblum on uh real jazz i i think that's on uh sunday nights is when he has his show the actor jeff goldblum does that yes wow because there's a uh it's, there's a jazz it's artist great. there's a jazz artist jeff Goldblum, who you'll hear sometimes on i think more watercolors yeah, I think he's uh, smooth jazz, but yeah, no. Jeff Goldblum hosts his own show on uh, real jazz. It's it's a treat. Sounds like a sensory experience. It's it's a lot of him just talking about nonsense and then playing some jazz. Unfortunately, he is not a Comedy Channel uh, MC, so I can't give you any points on this one. Yeah, that's fair. for your knowledge, though. You can listen to Comedy Greats, Comedy Central, Kevin Hart's Laugh Out Loud. I, I might, but probably won't listen to any of these. Uh, Jeff and Larry's Roundup, Raw Dog Comedy, <laughs> Netflix is a Joke Radio. Is that a real one? It is. It's Netflix specials that are just in audio form. <laughs> and then the last one is Laugh USA, which is the TVG-rated comedy station. <laughs> which, which one would you recommend over the others? Comedy greats, at least you feel like these people have made it, so you, you're going to have some good quality versus some of the, the duds that land in there. Uh, Laugh USA. Laugh USA. Let's stay stay away from that one. <laughs> you don't like your G-rated comedy? Uh, I'm a big fan of G-rated comedy, but I haven't been a big fan of what I've heard <laughs> on that station. Here's a couple things you're a big fan of. Shrek 1, Hot Bowls of East Asia. Where are we going next? Uh, let's go to, to Shrek 1 for 150. A minor character in the film goes by the name... Thelonious. Can you describe to me who this character is? Who? His credited name is Thelonious. I can't say for certain if he's referred to that name oh. in in the script. Um, he does have a presence that you'd you'd recognize him. I, I'm saying it's a him. I guess that that's is, a little bit of a giveaway. But is it one of the knights in the the wrestling match? Are we going with a, a Dulac knight as your answer? Uh, yeah, wait, it's that or the Executioner, or the, sorry, the Torturer. I, I, I think I'm going to go with the, with, oh man, I can't, can't decide. This is like watching a, a Dulac wrestling match right now. What's, <laughs> what you're thinking is your final answer. I'm going to go with the Dungeon Master, uh, the Torturer, or whatever you want to call him. You chose wisely. Correct. I had him down as the executioner, which you said is your second thing, but uh, the hooded master. man in the dungeon. <laughs> he gets you the 150 points. Nicely done. You were almost off base, but 
like a true Shrek one fan, you, you corrected yourself and you peeled that onion and you found the right layer. I, I believe Lord Farquaad does at one point call him by name, but it's like as he's walking into the room and that's it. That's spoken like a real fan, not like a, a pretender game show host. Well, Thelonious, Dungeon Master, Torturer, however he goes. There's a part of the movie where Thelonious sings a song, and that leads us into this final question for you. And Shrek, would you like to take it, Jimmy, or do you want to move to Hot Bowls of East Asia first? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm feeling like having a hot hot bowl from East Asia, so okay. let's go for two fifty. For two fifty for hot bowls, you're skipping the one fifty. You can fall back on that one. Oh, I'll go back. But for two fifty. At Da Nang, you may order a bowl of pho thai sa. Inside its broth, you'll find eye round steak and beef tripes. From what parts of the cow do these two pieces of beef originate? I should really know where the round comes from. Uh, I want to say that it's from the back. But I know tripe is stomach lining. Okay, so, so we'll lock that in for... T- for tripe and what do you want to lock in for the round uh i'm gonna say shoulder Ooh, one for two it is the stomach lining for tripe but the round is the the hind legs it's like the back oh, man. legs the back shoulder <laughs> i guess cows do have four shoulders if you want to you know, it's, it's conceptual I, I i knew it was from around there because but as someone that cooks, I should really know my cuts of beef better. Eh, it, was, it was a fair guess, but be, the clue was for all or nothing, so we do have to award you zero points on that one. Oh. Good effort, though. Come on. Good job, good effort. Be a little I was hoping back. tripe would come up, but oh well. What do you want, a hot bowl right, let's, or a Shrek? Let's finish off Shrek. Okay. Leading back in with the, the singing song. Jimmy, if you'll remember, in the Shrek in the Swamp karaoke dance party, the short that was featured after the credits and the VHS tape, <laughs> uh, they all singing songs. What song was sung by Robin Hood and his Merry Men? I have no idea. <laughs> wow, I thought someone here was a Shrek 1 fan. This is not a question for me. Well, the Shrek in the Swamp karaoke dance party. It was a beloved featurette for, for many. And Robin Hood and his Merry Men sang YMCA. Who didn't turn the movie off after? Like, you just let that run. If you kept watching, there was a whole other scene. It was really The movie's over at that point. Who's going to keep watching? I think I actually would like to go back and watch that scene. You know, the movie takes so much time, it's an investment. That's like five minutes of just... <laughs> Shrek awesomeness compacted in there. I mean, now I think that's just, like, hilarious from the wrong perspective of it, but (laughs) as a kid, I would have been so bored. Audience, I promise you won't be bored. I don't think young Jimmy would have been bored. I think you'll all really enjoy yourselves if you go back after this. Listen to the Shrek in the Swamp karaoke dance party. What what accent was that? Alright, on to the last question. We've got Question two for $150 in the hot bowls of East Asia. Here you go, Jimmy. At Edo Ramen, you may order a bowl of ramen prepared with Pinoy-style pork base. Which country within the region of East Asia developed the Pinoy style of food preparation? Uh, it is it is ramen, so I want to say Japan, but 
Um, I'll give you one more hint. Hmm. It is. It's a Catholic country. Korea. It's a good guess. Is it South Korea. It is the Philippines. Oh, it's a good guess though. I'm, there's there's Catholics in South Korea. There are. Yeah, I, I I sort of just wanted to give you a broad hint because East Asia is a pretty broad region as it is. Yeah, no, Philippines is a little more obvious with the Spanish influence, but uh, wow, I I failed miserably at two of those categories. You know, <laughs> you came away with $350. Wasn't terrible. Do I get to keep that money? Digitally, yes. Yes. Uh, you get Smags coins. Oh, I thought you were going to Venmo me that. That leads us to round two, which we will dive right into after this commercial message. The following skit is for comedic purposes only and does not reflect a sponsorship of the discussed product. The views and opinions expressed by this podcast are not endorsed by the following company. This is not a paid advertisement. Have you ever felt parched? Have you ever felt dehydrated? Have you ever felt thirsty, even? I'm going to guess that you have because you're a human and I mean, maybe you're an animal that's listening to this with, with a human, but either way, living creatures need hydration. They need fluid. I would like to recommend V8 Plus Hydrate, Natural Electrolyte Superior Hydration, Strawberry Cucumber Flavored Drink. Specifically, this is a plant-based hydrating beverage with other natural flavors from Concentrate. It gives you one serving of veggies and eight fluid ounces. It's recycle-friendly and it's canned. Uh, it's non-GMO, it's gluten-free. You get a little sweet potato juice in here and there's no artificial sweeteners. Give your brain the, the hydration straight from a plant that it craves and uh, support our sponsors, please. All right, Jim, for round two, I've got a persuasion prompt for you that I think I think you're gonna like. And so what I want you to do is just explain to me your answer and then the judges will award you points at the end of it. Um, here we go. So, Jim, I know you to be mm -hmm. a Digimon guy. Yeah? I, I was a Digimon boy rather than a Pokemon kid. For much of our youth, uh, while Digimon grew an enthusiastic but small following, we saw Pokemon explode as one of the most successful franchises in global media. Despite their similarities, Digimon never approached the heights of Pokemania. Now, I know you're a Digimon boy, so this question's for you. Explain to me ways in which Digimon is superior to Pokemon, and share your insights on why you believe Digimon struggled to achieve the popularity of Pokemon. You'll be graded on how compelling cogent and passionate your argument is so jim the floor is yours all right well the the biggest thing on why it's better is the uh tv show or the anime whatever you want to call it was way better than the pokemon series mm -hmm. for starters it was much more coherent uh like it had an actual plot that began and ended you had digimon adventure which is the original series with everyone's favorites ty Matt, Sora, I don't remember the rest. Izzy? You, you had, of course, Izzy. But you had a lot more going on with those characters and their interactions instead of just Brock, Ash, and Misty, which, I mean, most of those characters, it was just Ash did something to upset Misty and, mm -hmm. like, random people that they run into. That's the plot of the, you know, it's very episodic. It's just uh, Pokemon of the week that they encounter. And they randomly threw a story in towards the end. The original Digimon was a lot of these kids just trying to survive in this, like, very antagonizing, dangerous world with just their their buddies, their Digimon buddies to help them out. 
The Digi Evolutions were much, much cooler than a Pokemon Evolving, which rarely happened for Ash. Yeah, you figure how infrequently those Pokemon actually evolved. You had a Squirtle forever, you had a Bulbasaur forever, whereas on Digimon you were checking out, you know, Armadillomon would Armor Digivolve into Drillmon. You'd have Agumon. Greymon. You'd have Wargreymon or sometimes Skullgreymon. Skullgreymon terrified me as a child. Why did it turn into an undead monstrosity with the torpedo in his back? He was a cutie. And then he was an actual monster. But that's because Ty got full of himself and forced him to Mega Evolve. All that character development that... There was actual character in, development. Matt went, Matt went rogue and went solo for a long time. He, he abandoned his brother and he abandoned his friends. And he learned. He learned from it. But he struggled. Uh, he, he was almost made a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. He was cool, though. I mean, he had... He had oh, he was awesome. You have Gabumon? Uh, yep. Who became Garurumon. And then it ended up becoming a furry wearing jeans. What do you think of the Digimon themselves versus Pokemon? I guess in character design or maybe like power sets, you know? How do you think they stacked up against each other? If we're talking about like actual power sets, like... Like, Digimon only had one attack each. You, you had... Agumon's pepper spray or pepper, pepper breath. blast. Mm, pepper breath. <laughs> like they only had one attack until like they started becoming like anthropomorphic and then they would just actually fight with a special move. So they looked, I mean, their design was richer, I guess, than a Pokemon design. They were more like monsters than like Pokemon trying to be animals. They, they didn't have to try and think about how these things fit into a world uh, just because for some reason they were in the internet. They were allowed to get a lot more creative, like the Digimon that's literally just poop. You got that guy. Uh, you know, they they had some actual villains, actual threats going on. It wasn't just winning tournaments. It wasn't a make-believe sport. It was an actual uh, fight for their lives, and it was very compelling. Then you had Season 2, which continued the same world, Digimon Adventure 2, and... It was persistent. You had new kids, but the old cast came back and were still as powerful as they were at the end of the first season. Uh, it's just that they had their own lives going on, so they rarely went back anymore. I liked that a lot. And if anything, the Pokemon anime didn't capture that exact spirit that was in the Pokemon Gold and Silver video games. It was like a Digimon Adventure Season 2. You had all the Kanto gym leaders that you returned to after you won the Johto League. And they had stronger Pokemon, a little bit different design. I think it would have been interesting if the, the Pokemon show had evolved to do that and let Rock and Misty return and be gym leaders. And Ash, the protagonist, could have brought along some new friends while still interacting with a lot of these same faces. Or, you know, instead of releasing every single one of his Pokemon and starting over, uh, could have held on to some of his team, but whatever. I get that. The kids could only have one Digimon at a time because they couldn't have too many at once. But, you know, the, the fact that the Digimon could talk as well made them actual characters instead of just Ash's pet. Mm -hmm. uh, even though they, they were true friends, you didn't have Agumon telling Tai that he did in fact love him. Uh, it, it was really all about Season 3, though, Digimon Tamers. That was the cool one where the Digimon came to the real world. And they were actual threats with a government agency hunting them down. It got really, really weird with how dark it was. But golly, was it Nito as a third third grader? I think we were in third grade at that time. 
just really pushed the boundaries of you know what it expected its audience was interested in based on you know it, it had set them up to watch a certain show and then it said well let's try something different while maintaining that core identity it made me upset that they didn't make like a game boy game that involved the cards like how the kids did I always thought that would be a cool idea because you already had uh, in the Yu-Gi-Oh card game for the Game Boy Color even where you could enter in mm-hmm. the the code at the bottom of your Yu-Gi-Oh cards and they would go into your deck in the game. They they could have done something similar with that with Tamers, but because the kids would use cards to power up their Digiboys. Could that be one of the failures of Digimon? Why it didn't hit that same popularity? Do you think it just didn't have a good brand shepherd? is the best way I can think of it, is that with Pokemon you had this sort of full assault. You had the cartoon, but then you also had really good core video games gameplay. And then you had the the trading card game that also had a video game, and it just sort of seemed to be more synchronized. Yeah, I mean, Digimon did have cards, did have a card game, but it wasn't pushed nearly as hard as Pokemon. Like, you had the games take off immediately, and kids just grabbed onto that, so they just started pushing so much. Uh, honestly, I think that's what it was, was just the marketing. It was probably genius for the time. I haven't really looked into it too much, but Digimon just had the show for the longest time. Uh, they got a game a few years later that not many people played. It was really interesting, but it wasn't as easy to understand as Pokemon. Pokemon, from the ground up, was made really easy for kids to understand. Uh, whereas like the Digimon game, you could only have one partner and they could die it was permanently gone once it died and they could die of old age that's not great for a little kid to be trying to like play their favorite tv show pokemon had a a decent show it had great games it had a good card game that was based off of an already popular card game so like it it was meant to be uh like a gateway for magic the gathering Mm. and they used pokemon as a marketing tool for that Uh, it was probably just the marketing just made it omnipresent yeah, it's sort of, I don't know if it could be replicated, just how well everything clicked. You know, the chances that you sync up with this card game company that's about to, like, establish a whole trading card game industry to take your license, yeah. you know, whereas I don't know who had the license for the Digimon cards, if it was, like, Tops or if somebody smaller. Oh, man, I, I don't know. I actually have them. I still have them somewhere in my house, probably in the same bin as my Pokemon cards, but... Like, it, it had an actual game. It, we had no idea how to play it. Yeah, and and that's what so many purchasers of Pokemon cards would probably say too, but they're still probably just based on the sheer volume of people that bought it. There were more that learned how to play the game, and so it had that, like, supporting community. Definitely, and I, I don't even know if Pokemon's that popular with kids anymore. Like, I, I think the target demographic are, is, like, kids in their late teens and, like, 20s at this point legacy fans by now yeah like i i don't see or hear little kids at like the store talking about it ever like i heard a little kid talking about Fortnite and explaining like strategies in that based off of a youtube video they saw and i'll hear that about Fortnite. i'll hear that about minecraft still right somehow still minecraft but i i never hear someone talk about pokemon like that that's of that age demographic yeah I'm sure they're out there. But. Yeah, I, that's the, the, also the age demo where Digimon thrived. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to think that, you know, maybe it gets another crack if somebody's looking for a property that's going to be familiar enough. Oh, no. 
That's that's you mean Pokemon or for Digimon? Digimon, if they just want to try and like relaunch it uh, to be a competitor of what what Pokemon once was. Do you, do you want to see Digimon just I, sort of I, live in the '90s, early 2000s, and just happily be known as the property from back then? So they they had a game come out a few years ago that I I've heard people say was actually really good. Uh, I did not play it, and if I ever find it on Steam for like five bucks, I might play it. But it was a weird little thing like it was not aimed for ki- aimed at kids at all it was t for teen adult situations maybe also aiming for that teen early 20s one time fan of digimon yeah i think that's what they're going for still but uh and they even had uh they called it digimon try come out even more recently i think like 2016 the game came out probably 2014 2015 and they uh made an entire new season of the original cast but they're all adults now or it's like they're they're in college now okay i think it's not like pokemon where ash aged one year after uh man 26 years now <laughs> started like what 96 97 right so ash it should be probably 33 years old at this point no he's 11 now they celebrated his birthday in the most recent season from what i heard well then jimmy thanks for playing round two <laughs> you did a fabulous job in your persuasion round i am awarding you 650 points are are they not smags coins they're smags coins yes correct they are uh, a form of crypto on the blockchain can we please make this a real coin that only you can hand out? Here we go, round three. This is the final round. This is the lightning round, Jimmy. You know, make sure you're on the edge of your seat because you're going to need to move fast. I will set the clock for 45 seconds. I will give you... Well, I'm going to read the question, then I'm going to give you the countdown. So be prepared to just spit it out as fast as you can, and as many as you get right, you'll be awarded $10. 10 coins, 10 points. Okay. Here we go, round three. Name for me... By using their title, as many Sonic the Hedgehog games as you can. Here it goes. In three, two, one, begin. There you got Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic CD, Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. You got Sonic Heroes, Sonic 06, uh, Sonic and the Black Knight, Sonic Unleashed, Sonic and the Secret Rings, I think that's what it called. it's called. Um, Sonic Colors, Sonic Blast, Sonic Advance, Sonic Advance 2, uh, Sonic Boom, The Rise of Lyric, uh, and Sonic Forces. There's more. Sonic R, Sonic Racing, um... That was fantastic. You, I mean, there is a lot of potential games that I have here on this list, and you did not miss a beat. I, I got the main series. A couple others that I wondered if you were going to get. Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. It's, that's, uh, that's Puyo Puyo, just reskinned. I, I was trying to remember the main. Knuckles Chaotix. But... Oh, yeah. What was uh, that? I, I also missed Mania. Uh, Knuckles Chaotix was... Like, you had two characters you played at a time, and they were tied together by this weird band. So you would, like, slingshot each other around, and it it wasn't, like, a speed-focused Sonic game from what I remember. It's been a long time since I played it, but they had a fighting game on the uh, Sega Saturn. I know you mentioned Sonic Boom. There's, there's like, a couple 
you had Rising Lyric. Yeah, there's Shattered Crystal. There's Fire and Ice. Fire and Ice came out the same time as Rise of Lyric, but uh, I never heard about Shattered Crystal. Um, Rise of Lyric was garbage. They're all garbage, but they're my garbage. Did you get Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood? <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, that's uh, the RPG on the DS. That was not a good game. I, I never played it. Very fair. Well, Jimmy, your exemplary knowledge netted you 200 more points. Jim, thanks for playing Smacks today. And uh, let's give it up to the leaderboard and see where Jimmy falls on today's leaderboard. In first place is Jimmy with 1,050 Smack coins. S-M-A-G-S. My name is Jimmy, and I got smagged.